Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ez HaShem Power Award Series, share number 18. When you correct others, you can always choose whether you will do so in a manner that will make the other person feel better about himself or herself for having an opportunity to improve, or whether you will use an approach that will cause them pain. This is so important for a Rebbe, a teacher, a parent, a Mechanech, even friends, true friends that need to correct each other from time to time. But you to do it in a way that builds that person up. When you speak to someone in order to correct him, what's your goal? Is your goal just to speak those words of admonishment? Or your inner kavana, your inner intent is to help the other person, and that's the whole purpose of these words. Of course, you always will say, I want to have a positive influence on that other person's behavior. But then you need to ask yourself, if that's the case, what approach will work best in motivating that person to improve? What approach will you take with your words to make that other person, to influence that other person to live a more elevated life? So this requires an educational approach built on a Havis Yisrael, love of a fellow Jew, and wisdom, rather than based on the fact that right now he's fearful or she's fearful of you because of your position of authority or whatever it may be. When you try to correct someone in a harsh manner, what's going to happen usually is, is that person that you're trying to correct, they'll become defensive. And instead of giving you a fair hearing about what you have to say, that other person, because they're being defensive, will expend their energy back to you for self-justification. They'll say you're wrong, and so on and so forth. Therefore, your motivation for correcting others needs to be to promote positive changes. And generally speaking, when you use a harsh approach, you are preventing the other person from improving. That's why harsh musr, especially these days, then it's not accepted. One idea is to be specific when you try to correct others. Not a general statement like, oh, you better straighten out your life, or you better improve your personality in general, or learn to do things the right way. It's vague. And because it's vague, it's a general label. It's not effective, and it's hurtful and harmful. Instead, what you do is you specify the exact aspect that this person you're talking to can correct what he or she is doing incorrectly and focus on the positive action that they can do to correct themselves instead of focusing primarily on what the person is doing wrong. So you may mention it in passing, this idea, but then right away you suggest how to improve it in a healthy way. The speaking itself when you're trying to correct the other person is to be done in a kind manner in a gentle manner, in a way the other person will be able to handle your correction. And you demonstrate sincere concern when you're correcting others. That's the key ingredient ingredient to overcome any resistance. When they see that you're talking kindly and softly and you really have their self-interest in mind when you're asking them to correct something. Now, even when you speak in a reasonable way, in a calm way, other, some people are so hypersensitive, they'll become defensive. And they may become angry at you or verbally abuse you for bothering you. So you have to be prepared for that. 
but if your kavana is l'shem shemayim, then and you're sincerely concerned about that other person's welfare, you'll find it easier to cope with that stronger reaction than they expect. You have this with people involved in kira very often, where they come across resistance and anger, and they know how to handle it because they sincerely want to help that other person, and they don't take it personally, and they embrace that person, and ultimately they soften up, and ultimately very often they accept, and they're willing to take that um, friendship extended to them and the warmness that's extended to them. Let's say someone makes a mistake because they didn't have a skill yet. Don't say like, you know, stupid, only a moron, a fool could do it that way. I'll teach you how to do it correctly. No, you don't say that. No one ever was motivated to really truly change when they were called a moron or a stupid idiot and things like that. Would you? Someone called you that? Want to improve? The person will either become very upset or very depressed or react with anger when they're told such harsh things about themselves as labels, stupid, moron, idiot, things like that. And certainly he won't be in the mood to listen to what you have to say. And if he considers himself to be lacking intelligence, right, then it'll reinforce that negative image of himself. So instead you say words like this, I notice that you have already mastered so many skills in your life, and be patient and you'll learn to do this skill even better as well. As long as you're persistent, you will master anything. It's a skill. When you talk to a person that way, that type of statement increases the person's confidence. Because it's true, he mastered many skills. And the fact that a person could read, write, and do hundreds of things since he was an infant or she was an infant shows that they could have many skills. And they just simply could learn beyond those skills. So that's the idea of correcting others. Another aspect of being careful with words is, I know as the varum, when you are stereotyping people based on the country they came from or the origin, he's he's um, stubborn because he's Israeli, uh, he's a wimp because he's uh, one of these um, you know American uh, soft people. Um, he or she is cold because they they're 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 from you know England, things like that. The stereotypical uh, negative traits aspects never use that. People, so much harm was done in the past by people making fun of other people where they came from, or if they came from um, like little towns in Europe. Sometimes it happened that way, where. People were, would insult each other because they came from little villages or from lower class, quote unquote, places of origin or their humble beginnings. So all this is very hurtful. So one needs to be very sensitive to that. One of the ways to be sensitive to others is simply to recognize that everyone has a Tzalem Alekim, an image of Hashem, even non-Jews, certainly Jews, and the awareness of that will prevent you from insulting others with words. How can you insult or verbally abuse somebody that was that is a replica of the creator of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And your tone of voice and the way you express yourself 
to that other person, that Salam Aleikim. Recognize that it's an image of HaKadosh Baruch Hu you're talking to, and that itself will help you treat them with respect. If you see a painting that was a masterpiece by one of the most famous artists of all times, would you throw mud at it? No. Your respect for that artist and his painting would not allow you to mess his work in any way. Same thing with human beings. They are the art of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They're the beautiful painting of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even if there's some spots on it, so you do your best to help them clean that up and to keep that painting beautiful, but you don't throw mud on it. You don't destroy it. You don't hurt it. You don't harm it. And when people recognize this, that Tzalem Alekim, that's in each perfect person, that is where true Ahavas Chinam begins. True Kavad Abriyais begins. When you recognize the Tzalem Alekim in every person, that's when you elevate them to bring out the best in themselves. This can be done even with non-Jews when you access that Tzalem Alekim within them to become better people and to become aware of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and keep the mitzvahs, the seven mitzvahs they are mechayiv to do. But certainly when it comes to Klal Yisrael, to recognize the Nishmas Yisrael, the Kedushas Yisrael in every single Jew and bringing it up and bringing it out from its potential to the actual in a most beautiful way. That is the way you look upon every Yid. And when you do that, the whole issue with Aynas Devarim falls away. Because how could you speak to somebody in a harmful way? Somebody that is a masterpiece, is a Tzalem Aleikim, is in the image of Hashem the way he created him or her. And that fills a person with reverence and respect. Baruch HaNatzlacha.